If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Hello, I'm Island Davis. You're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast. I've got Ty Papula with me this morning. How are you, T? <sighs> morning, Alan. Um, I'm not so good this morning. No? I slept badly. Yeah, we're talking to you, listener. It's 10.18am. Uh, believe it or not, we were in the pub about half an hour ago, I think. Uh, after the uh, Schalke debacle, as it will become known. Uh, Ty is alone this morning because, uh, rather like the Arsenal team, no one else has turned up. Uh, the fiesta, um, the fiesta is losing people. Basically, <laughs> me and T are on the Tuesday Club tandem uh, this morning, <laughs> which might be an appropriate choice of vehicle for the Arsenal team for the next away game. T, who do you blame for last night's debacle? You've got as long as you want, mate. Oh, well, the floor well, I, is yours this week. Who do I blame? Well, um, I mean, starting I, from the top to the very, how very you bottom. How to interrupt me when there's only two of us? <laughs> well, you didn't say anything. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to. I just, it's dead air. I just Come on, know, quick! I don't know where to start. I'm just, oh, that's rubbish. Well, what good I'm, is that? That's. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a start. That's place. a vocal tick. I've got Stan Kronka. Why? Well, I was going to end up with Stan Kronka. Okay, go on. I was going to. I was going to start from the foot soldiers. I'm going to start from just saying that uh, Javinho had just. Just a stinker. Santos, the same. And Ramsey, who's back, I don't like to get on, uh, had a hideous game. So that's starting with those three players who had a terrible game of football. Santos, who's left by himself, on the left. Uh, you could argue that maybe Podolski should have kind of come back and covered him and given him some help. But he just didn't He didn't look fit. He didn't look interested. It cost us the game, didn't he? It cost us the game because when their first goal went in... Mertesacker and Vermeilen came out, and ran out, and the two fullbacks didn't go with them. But where was Vermeilen? Basics. Where was Vermeilen against one of the most deadly strikers in in Europe? It, well, he should be offside because he's come out. He should be offside. They shouldn't have to look around and he's onside because when Mertesacker and Vermeilen come out, the other two have got to get on their bikes and they were jogging out. You know, I mean, Jenkinson was caught in his heels, but Santos is asleep, and I don't understand. Santos that, spent know. the whole game asleep, and you know what? I've heard all the kind of, you know, the cuddly Santos, hey gays and getting driving bands and we don't want another Abu. We had a team full of Abuwe's out there last night, even down to the atmosphere when Javinho came off. I don't want to just, I don't want Santos to be some cult hero. I want him to be good at football, which is kind of what he's there for. I want a left back who's good at football. I don't even want him that good at football. I just want him to come out when the centre backs come out. Or look, not, or look, or not look so dopey all game, Alan. But no, just concentrate on that. Stay in the line. Make sure that your, your centre back's behind you. 
Just stay on the line and stand there and don't get caught out of position. Just do that for an hour and a half and you won't cost us a goal. Well, we had a couple of left-backs who've done that before. Gal Clichy, by the way, had a stinker against Ajax. He didn't, yeah. Scored he scored an own goal. Wasn't on the post. <laughs> wasn't on game. the post. When I turned it on and they're going, what's Clichy doing there? He's in no man's land. I did. I finally left. Oh, thank God. There's so much football on, I can find something to laugh about. And still, Gail, you still give... <laughs> You give me so much pleasure. It's going to be just uttering it. It's going to be just. I like that. Triori's going to come back for the relegation six pointer, right? Against QPR on Saturday. That's a big derby. Big derby. We're in free fall. And have an absolute, have an absolute blindness. So that's kind of that's Santos. But let's put him to one side for a minute. We're not done with him. Well, we're not done with him. So let's move on to Javinho, right? Damien said at the start of the season, this could be the dawning of the age of the Javinho, right? (laughs) Damien has got a cold. And so, those of you who are hoping for any optimism at all, go and listen to something else, you mugs. Damien, <laughs> Damien didn't come last night. He gave a ticket to the Hornet, who's lost her 100% record, right? The Hornet's um, barred. Uh, but Damien was sitting She's at home. barred kind from of, the Emirates, you know that, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> we went to Watford on her birthday and they lost as well. So, so she's no good at football at the moment. <laughs> Damien was sitting at home, air-punching the fact that he didn't come up last night to watch that shower of Schalke. Yeah. Javinho. Yeah, well, he's he's not sent forward. He's not a winger. He's an accident. What is he? Why? He's not, he, there's nothing. Why? If I was, I'm going to the AGM in, in an hour and ten minutes. Right? These are the things I can't say at the AGM. Why, Stan? Why have you bought Arsenal? Why have you bought Arsenal? And can you cut out all this? I don't speak bollocks because you've bought a club that's loved by millions of fans the world over. It's a very important institution in the city of London and worldwide. You can't just not ever speak because under your tenure. It's going downhill. The franchise is going downhill. The team isn't as good as it was when you took over. And the prospects aren't as good as they were when you took over because the best players have been sold every year and they're being replaced by people who aren't as good. Last night, I watched uh, Sky Sports last night. I like the panel on there, right? I really like Sunes. Hullet's a bit of a weirdo, but he makes some good points. And Redknapp's not as annoying as he used to be and you can always have a laugh at his waistcoat, right? So last night, they're on and they're saying, Huntelaar, why is Huntelaar not... Why is he at Schalke? Why is he and and Hullet says he played for Real Madrid. He played for AC Milan. He scores lots of goals. People don't like him for some reason. I don't know what it is. People say he hasn't got the pace or he doesn't hold it up very well away from home or he's a little bit. He's got a few things in his game that aren't perfect, and they prefer Van Persie, right? Mm. I'm looking at Hunter and I'm thinking, hang on a minute, why haven't we got him? And we have got Giroud and Schimak. If he's got all these limitations. What are the limitations of our two strikers? We talk about like not having a number. Well, just your know, number nines aren't that fashionable in the game. He had one chance, right? He ran around. He had one chance. Bang, buried it. Well, he had two, oh. but he missed one, didn't he? He missed a sit in the first half. Was that him? Yeah. Or was that not Afalo? <laughs> that was him. All right, well, that's my point. The one where he went in at the near post. But uh, yeah, I mean, he takes chances. He scores goals. Why isn't he in our side? How have they got Afalo? Oh, Jermaine Jones in their midfield, who bossed the game last night, was playing for Blackburn last year. Why haven't we got him? Why, why is our why is our twelve million pound signing not starting a game? You know, I know Javinho's a top scorer this season. It's by accident. There's nothing that Javinho does on purpose if he has any more than three seconds to think about it. Right? That you know that goal he scored on the turn uh, was a lovely finish. That kind of Thierry finish. Chelsea, yeah, was a bit yeah. That finish was because his first his first touch put it up in the air. There was nothing left for him to do. I know that's harsh on him, but I've got no time for him at the moment if he's got a second more to think about the game he can't do it so meanwhile a guy that we've uh, we've bought to replace oh, and we're coming to him don't worry about that <laughs> right the guy that we've bought we don't even trust and there's 12 million on the bench just saying that he's not good enough and we're starting a game 
where with we like Jovino, and we start, and we, and we, it's the 94th minute where a 17 year old who shouldn't be that close to the first team comes on and has the first shot. Yeah, but he came on and he beat someone straight away, and the whole ground, well, what was left of it, said, Have you ever seen a fire drill like that at the Emirates? I have never seen it that empty. There was a, that quickly. This is how oh, bad it is. You know when it's bad. Chelsea 2004. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. You know when it's bad, though. You know when it's bad is when the away team stay on the pitch for about 10 minutes after the game. That's what you said. They all own of pitch. their coaching staff walked on, just strolled on. All of their subs strolled on. They're all shaking hands and drinking isotonic whatever and going over to their amazing supporters. They're fantastic supporters. They're the best away support I think I've ever seen in my life. And they went over there and they celebrated with them. They, we were going to stay. We were trying to stay to applaud to them, them off. We were going to applaud them off. We couldn't wait for them any longer. We wanted to go to the pub. I said, oh, well, well, well it's in spirit we've applauded you off. Those of us who were left and appreciate a quality football side who are well organised, they've recruited well. How have they got Affalai and we haven't? How have they got Huntelaar and we haven't? How have they got Jermaine Jones and we haven't? This is a club that we should be in competition with, right? Now, the Bundesliga, for some reason, is on the up. Try and explain it to me. I don't understand it. How can Dortmund do Real Madrid? How can Schalke come not just beat us, but humiliate us? That should have been four or five last night. I didn't like Steve Bold's uh, uh, post-match, or the Milan's actually post-match uh, a bit when they were saying that teams come here to defend. Schalke did not come to defend no, that last was, night. That was rubbish. Schalke did not come to defend. They came, they, they bossed, bossed us in the first they half. They bossed it. They penned us back. Couldn't get the ball off them. And then if we did get in their half, they broke so quickly and so dangerously that they nearly scored every time in the way that we used to do. Down the right. I said to I said to uh, Bradley, halfway through the second half, halfway through the first half, that everything was going down the right, basically. They, you know, the two best players were probably on the right wing. The full-back. The, the, was it Korean? Farfan down the right. Now, the Japanese right back. We, can't, we saw a lot of him. But Farfan, we've seen Farfan before. He used to be played against us for PSV. He's always been quick. But again, he's not a player we thought, oh, I'd like to get him. But suddenly they found a role for him. This this is a difficult position to play. right? And everyone's now being asked to play it. Everyone's now being asked to play. One down the middle and two wide. And no one quite knows... Javinho seemed cut out for it because he's not a striker, he's not a winger. Oh, he can be this kind of inside forward. But you need to be clever. You need to know where to go. You need to find space, make runs. It's a clever he wasn't, game. He wasn't on the move a lot of the time. You know, um, <clears throat> if you're going to play, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're going to play on the defender like that, and one thing he has got, as usual for for those kind of players, is a load of pace. He wasn't on the move at all. There's one kind of ball over the top when he got on the end of it and he miscontrolled it. You just knew he was never going to beat anyone today and he's not making kind of clever runs and we really, really missed... If we're going to lose Theo in January, we really missed uh, Theo and Oxlade-Chamberlain yesterday or anyone to get behind them at all, to, to even to, to even stop them not feeling like they could... They they came forward because they knew that they they knew that they could be as far up as the halfway line because we weren't going to get anywhere near them. No, we couldn't get them behind, could we? But what about all these strikers we've got? This is what I don't understand. I'm in despair about it, right? Every year we bring in another... Pony striker, Shemak, Park. We've still got Benter on the books. No one will buy him. Is he playing for Juve? I don't know. I think he played the other night, didn't he? He played in their game against the Danish side. They obviously thought, oh, we'll give him a go against the Danes, and they drew. He's, he's still on the books. We only just managed to sell Vela. Park, I'll never understand it. We've got these two number nines. I don't know why he brought them to the club. Stop shopping in the French League, right? The golden era of French football is over. It's over. There was a time... When they had Nicolas Anelka and Thierry Henry and David Trezeguet, and they were struggling to decide who to pick to play with Zidane, right? <laughs> and then they had all these other people like Deschamps and Desailly 
and Dugary and Djorkaev, and they were fantastic. They won the World Cup, deservedly won the World Cup, European Championships. They had Robert Pires, didn't always play. That's how good they were. They're not like that anymore. And the French League doesn't offer anything anymore. I mean, they really, they're not up to it. Stop shopping in the French League, please. Stop going and buying strikers in the French League. They are out of their depth the moment they arrive. I'm looking at Giroud last night with the best will in the world. Right? I'm looking at him thinking, you're not as good as Huntelaar, and Huntelaar apparently is not good enough for Arsenal. So what sort of a mess are we in? <laughs> T? T? Who's about... <laughs> Who, I just want to know whose whose fault is it then? Because I mean, it's is, it Ars- is it Arsene Wenger's fault for sh- is it Arsene Wenger's fault for buying twelve million pound players, or is it the board's fault for him only being able to buy twelve million pound players? It's the massive vanity project of the Emirates Stadium. That's what it is. It's the massive vanity project. Where would we be if we were still at Highbury? I don't know. Probably in the same place. But we might be exactly. able to invest, we might be able to invest all that money we've been making in the last ten years I mean, in the Champions it, League I just, I in the playing squad. I don't so. understand. I don't understand when it became a bad idea for us to move to a sixty. It's not. It's stadium. not. It's a bad idea. It didn't have to be four hundred million pounds, though, did it? And it could have had a North Bank, a proper end. So there's a bit of atmosphere in there. So at least it's a laugh to go down there. At least you like the place when you go there. I don't like going there. I like the North Bank. I like the old Highbury. They could have built a home end. They could have made it a football stadium. They didn't ask us. They wanted to make it like the Stade de France. Like the whole thing was Arsenal's project. Right? That's fine. And Arsenal spent seven years paying it back by getting us in the Champions League by some miracle every year. I don't know how he's done it. It's a waste of a great manager. You know, that's, that's which, the, why don't we just let him point. go to another club? Just go to a place where you can go have a squad that can compete <clears> and you don't have to work miracles with crap. Well, and by the way, the you've, lost your, you've lost your transfer mojo, mate, because Cazorla aside... You have not done it in the transfer market for the last three years. So you can't go in the French League and pick people out now and they'll be world beaters like Petit was. It doesn't work like that anymore. How did we end up with Cazorla? The same way that we didn't... How did we get Cazorla and we didn't get Mata? I don't know what happened with Money. I don't know what happened with Matter. We, we, we were told that there was an administrative error or something. Matter was supposedly a done deal. I might, they probably did offer more money in the end. You have to give the wages of the market value of the player, right? If the player's worth 30 million, he gets paid a hell of a lot of money because you might lose him. If a player's worth 2 million, he gets a lot less than the player who's worth 30 million. That's what the asset is worth to the club. That's how the wage structure ought to be. That's my opinion. And I know that we want this socialist utopia where they all get paid nearly the same right the way through the squad and they all contribute and it's a team game and you don't want envy and jealousy and all this stuff. But they're making so much money anyway. Even if you're crap like Squilarchi and you'll never play for Arsenal again, even if you're on 10 grand a week, you're still pulling in half a million a year for doing nothing. All right, the flip of that is that a team with seven or eight homegrown players beat the richest team in the, in, in the world yesterday, you know, the Ajax, the Ajax experiment. Right? Ajax beat Man City last night. You know, Schalke. We got beaten by a club that's owned by the fans. So who's which side? Which side is right or not? Do you know what I mean? It, it, it comes down to it comes down to the quality of the playing stuff that we're getting in. So you've got to look at the level that we're at. We can't buy, uh, you know, we can't buy what's his name Neymar. We're no, you know, we're, we're not in for that. So is it Arsene Wenger's fault? It stopped shopping in the French league for a kickoff. Is it his fault that we, that we it's can't his get fault those we players? Got is it, or is it, it's his fault that we bought Park. It's his fault that we got Park, Shamat, Giroud, Bentner. I mean, they're all his... But you know, this forward line is the farcical now. We, we are going to have to end up playing Theo Walcott down the middle. That's what we're going to have to do. We won't have him to do it's that. It's unthinkable. <laughs> 
Maybe we'll race away and score a couple of goals and suddenly we'll think, oh, here we go. It, it reminds me of when we played Chris White down the middle in 1983 and we thought he was going to be a centre-forward. You won't remember this. Who were those two that you <laughs> mentioned yesterday after Frank Stapleton Stapleton is so similar to the Stapleton thing. And I know that we're not supposed to talk about him and I'm not allowed to talk about him, right? But the, the, the Premier League's top scorer at the moment plays for Manchester United. He's the best striker in the world, if you ask me. And I'm not including Messi and Ronaldo because I don't think they're strikers. I think they're freaks from outer space. <laughs> Apart from those two, right, the bloke's absolutely lethal, right? I want to mention him. I don't. You know, I don't get. I know you've copped a few pelters on Facebook and stuff about well, I don't not read the Facebook pages. <clears> you know, but I mean, about not mentioning it. I don't want to be. I don't best, want to whine about it. But it, I still. Well, it's, it's worth a whine. Our best player is now their best player. It's there, but this is what happened in, in with Frank Stapleton. Okay, this is the point I was making to you in the pub last night. When Frank Stapleton left, we sold him for nine hundred grand the year before we lost Brady to Juventus. That was a disaster. It was mainly a disaster because you could only get six hundred grand from a European side because there was a transfer limit on the fees you could get from European teams. So we sold him for a pittance, really, at a time when people were going. Steve Daly went to Man City for one and a half million pounds. He wasn't fit to clean Brady's boots, Who's right? Steve Daly, no, exactly. <laughs> six hundred thousand pound we got for Brady, and he left age twenty-four. It was like Fabregas guy. I mean, it was that. It was the heart of the side gone out the door. But it was worse in a way because he'd come over from Dublin as a kid to play for Arsenal. And then Stapleton had enough because he wasn't getting paid enough. And they, when they signed players, they gave him more money and they didn't give the homegrown ones anything. And they were supposed to be grateful. And man, you came in with nine hundred thousand. It was a big fee at the time, and they signed Stapleton from us. Take three of those strikers off uh, that we've got at the moment. Three or four of them whose wages were still playing, paying, but not even playing. Give him to the best player. Give him to the best striker in the world, like you say. Well, he's now. He's we, when we lost Stapleton, we signed Lee Chapman, who was hopeless. We got rid of him. Then we tried other number nines. We brought in Hankin. We brought in Hawley. We brought in Hawley, John Hawley, from, who'd scored a goal from about 40 yards against us for Sunderland. And on that basis, we signed him. They still were just fat, slow, useless. So Hankin is your... <laughs> <laughs> so now, so you lose a player like that and you keep trying to replace him with people who aren't as good, you're in trouble. But the problem is now is that we're not even creating... We're not creating chances and we're still letting in goals. It's all Steve Bowles' fault. As much as it was Steve Bowles' kind of credit <laughs> at the beginning, it's all Steve Bowles' fault. Well, the fault. goal last that. night, the two goals last night were down to Santos, weren't they? They were both down to Santos. But the fact is, by then, we could have been three or four. Down. We had one shot on goal. And Norwich, really, we were woeful at Ipswich away two years ago in the League Cup semi-final. We lost 1-0. And I was in the, we were doing this podcast and I said, I think that's the worst we've played under Arsenal Wenger, certainly in a game that I've been to. Well, Norwich was like that. I was sitting in a bar in Inverness, hello, uh, the exchange bar in Inverness, and all the people in there who were very nice, those of them that I could understand. But it was deeply depressing, <laughs> depressing experience. We were hopelessly woeful. Last night, as Coquelin, Arteta and Ramsey against their midfield, their midfield just outplayed them. And they're just, they're okay. You know, Ramsey's got potential. Arteta, I like. Ra- the, 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 the Ramsey is never going to open a defence, is he? <coughs> he's, he's not supposed to now. I mean, well, well he's, he's given up. He's given up hoping that he will. Can you play near the back? You're rubbish. Don't play near half. Just, well, just give it to the fullbacks. I think, I think it's a reason why we haven't missed. Uh, you know, not a word for Song, who incidentally played in that game against Celtic the other day. Yeah, it's weird um, watching him passing it to Chavi, isn't it? That's very odd. That's what his job is. He's been told that way. Give, give it to don't the little even, fella. Don't even, <laughs> don't even think about crossing the halfway line and lofting it over but the, the top. But the, the reason why Cthulhu's not been bought by anyone else is because he's so little, isn't it? He's such a little midget and they always think, oh, when is he going to cope? You know, And hopefully he will cope in the way that Luka Modric learned to cope because we need him to. But the last two games he's been anonymous and well, he Cthul- can't do it on his own, Cthul- can just sitting there. He's suddenly realised that it's all on him. Everyone's looking at him to do everything at the moment. And after you know, after a bounce, Podolski, after a bounce at the start of the season, that kind of, you know, that kind of start of the season excitement of them 
of that of that energy, uh, they've they've faded. They've completely they've completely faded. They they need some help. Well, Cthulhu, let's concentrate on Cthulhu. Cthulhu needs help. Cthulhu needs uh, Wilshaw someone to come back. So. He doesn't get marked out of a game. You know Podolsky's how, how limited, Norwich, right? Pod- Podolsky's quite limited, isn't he? But he gets he gets about the field and he's very committed. He had a fantastic relationship with Kieran Gibbs. It's suddenly gone because Santos has come into the side, so that doesn't help. He's but, also injured. But he, he does compete, doesn't he? In the way that Freddie Youngberg used to, you get more out of him than you ought to for his talents. And I mean, he's got a lot going for him. But we are in a mess with the other forwards up there. We're in a mess. You're bringing Giroud off the bench, and you don't even think for a second that the guy's going to turn it around. We used to bring Van Persie off the bench when he was a kid. He did four shots on target in 10 minutes. We got players who we've got players who can play well. I mean, I think that's that's half the problem with us as fans watching it because we've got players who'll play well when when the kind of key players around them are playing well. Do you see what I mean? You got if Cazorla's playing well, it then Jovino doesn't look like an idiot. Do you know what I mean? When uh, you mentioned Van Persie, when Van Persie used to come off the bench, he had some pretty hefty players around yeah. him. Well, the first eleven that doesn't we've happen got. anymore. So now it's either it's either brilliant or it's abject. Basically, you know, five games ago we were going to be contenders for the league, and it's just kind of it's, no, it's, it's said, the thinnest, who, who it's the thinnest that, of kind though? of really. Who said that? That's ridiculous. Isn't it? We had a good performance at West Ham. That was a good result, and it was lovely to batter them at Anfield and take the piss out of them. That was marvellous. And the decline of that club into the laughingstock of English football is something that gives me an enormous amount of pleasure. But those two results aside. It's the fudge house again, you know. It's it's all it's all it nice. Is. It's, it's taking people out who are who are great and putting people in who aren't as good. I mean, it's, it's, you know, stop shopping in the French league. You'll have to go shopping again because the ones you've brought in aren't good enough. You know that we're struggling. We're playing Jovino at centre forward already. It's only October. We're having lots of noughts next to our name because we can't score any goals. We can't even get any shots in. So we're going to have to find a striker in January again. Yeah, we need someone. Somebody will. <laughs> Somebody will's career uh, uh, will be coming. Someone's contract will be coming near an end, and then we'll wait till May for them. Do you know what I was saying to you last night? Well, I was looking at Manoni, right? And I'm thinking, oh, God, that was a penalty, by the way. He brought down Affalai. Affalai did start going beforehand, knowing that knowing that a rubbish keeper was going to clip him. Yeah. In the same way that Rooney did at uh, uh, Old Trafford exactly. that time. And had it been Rooney at Old Trafford, it would have been a penalty. But Affalai's away from home, and he just mistimed it. Just mistimed the fall. A little bit of cowardly. Just take the hit, son. <laughs> you, know, you know that uh, you get a pen. You know that chance that Huntelaar missed that you're talking about. I, yeah. I, was, I was looking at Manoni, who started shouting at Santos at that time, justifiably. Sant- Santos didn't look like none of the defenders looked like. Funnily enough, that they trust Manoni at all, or even respect him, let alone trust him, respect him on the pitch. He just turned away, kind of flicked him off like that. Wow, it's disappointing. Manoni should not be well. As Arsblog has said over the last couple of days, Manoni shouldn't be anywhere near the club. We were going to let him go for free. We've got you were saying about uh, the German keeper on the well, bench. Well, I was reading the program. <coughs> you know, uh, I have to read bits out of the program to Keith because Keith refuses to buy the program, so I have to read him tidbits of information. Do you remember a keeper called Timo Hildebrand when uh, Oliver Kahn was was going to quit the national team and Lehman was going to quit, and they suddenly had these two great warring uh, egomaniacs, and then who were they going to put in goal? And there were two or three keepers they were looking at, and one of them was Timo Hildebrand. Right? And now he's at Schalke, and he can't get in the side. They've got a young goalkeeper they picked the last season and a half, who they like, the one who played last night, his name I can't remember. So, so Hildebrand's kicking his heels on the bench at Schalke. Go and get him, please. Just go and get him. Don't muck about anymore. Stop, stop taunting us with these crap goalkeepers. We've had six years of rubbish. If Chesney comes back and he plays well, fine. But let's have someone who can properly compete with Chesney for the number one jersey. I like Vito. I want him to do well. But he doesn't have the presence... 
to be an Arsenal keeper or a top goalkeeper. He simply doesn't have it in the same way that Fabianski doesn't have it or Almunia doesn't have it. And why have we had these pony goalkeepers <clears> for six years? Even when Lehman was there, it was an accident waiting to happen. It cost us the Champions League final, arguably. Who signed uh, Manninger? Arsene. Yeah, he's one of Arsene's. But he was, uh, he, the story about Manninger is that it, they went into the dressing room after one game and he was just sitting in the corner with his head in his hands crying. <laughs> <laughs> In the, cha- in the changing room of Lee Dixon, t- Tony Adams. <laughs> it's, not, it's not what you want from your goalkeeper. He's got to be the strongest mentally in the side. He has got to be a, a wall at the back who inspires confidence. He has to be the biggest character. So not the noisiest have- necessarily, <clears throat> but the strongest. Who signed Vince Bartram? I was going to. What is this? Like? <laughs> is this like a pub quiz of goalkeepers? I just who trying- signed Jimmy Rimmer? Who signed George Wood? Uh, Wood is that's going a little. It's going a little <laughs> bit far back for me, but you know he hasn't. He, even the best of those lot cost us a Champions League. You know what was shocking was when we signed David Seaman and we had John Lukic. Right, we just won the league. We had Blind John, and we thought Blind John's all right. You know, he's not a bad keeper. And George Graham said, "All right, it's not good enough. It's not one good point, enough. one point two million for the best keeper in the country." He went and got Seaman from QPR, and he sold Blind John to Leeds for a million pounds. And Blind John went and played for Leeds and won the league again for Leeds. So he won the championship twice for two different clubs, but still wasn't good enough goalkeeper for Arsenal. Right? We did bring him back, by the way, and he played in. Uh, he was playing in Lazio when Robert Pirès scored his first ever goal. That's a good pub quick question. He was about forty, and I think he was actually legally blind by. <laughs> But we threw the game one all, and the goal wasn't his fault. But Pet, yeah, so Pet. he got and went and got Seaman because he thought, I need someone. And Seaman was awesome. In the first season, we went to White Hart Lane. Gary Lineker was playing with Spurs. He got through four times one-on-one. And Seaman saved every one of them. It was unbelievable to watch. Lineker didn't miss, right? Four times one-on-one, and we're behind the goal. And Seaman turned around, put his thumb up and winked at us. And we thought, this has got ice in his veins. And that's amazing. Reflexes, handling, positional sense, catches, the way he marshalled the back four. He was the greatest goalkeeper we've ever had. Petacek seems to have come back to form. Petacek against us. He's not bad, but we tried to get him when he was 19. Couldn't get a work permit. The next thing you know, Chelsea have gone in. Administrative error. And there's seven million, right, they paid for him. Should we not? Why don't we just give him 17 at the time? Why don't we just do this sometimes? Just occasionally go, actually, that guy can be our goalkeeper for 15 years. Here's the money he's actually worth. Was Buffon thirty odd million? <clears throat> yeah, well, that was a lot of money. <laughs> well, he's kind of repa- he's kind of repaid. This is what happens if you pay people. What I'm saying, worth. right? I'm saying Timo Hildebrand is a, is an arson signing. I'm saying it's like when he got yens for one point five. If you really only want to spend that sort of money, go and get Hildebrand from Schalke in January, okay? Because I don't want Fabianski back in the side. Thank you very much, <clears throat> Chesney. I'm not sure about yet. And needs competition, and that competition can't come from Vito Minoni because I'm not, I don't even really know if, whether to blame him for the goal at Norwich. Oh, the ball moved around a lot. Yeah, well, they move around a lot, and there he's was, trained with that ball every week, doesn't he? There was one um, in the Champions League, I think yesterday, no, sorry, two days ago, identical, came skimming across the ground. I can't remember which keeper it was. It must have been one of the English games, it must have been the Man U game because I was watching it. Comes across like that um, in the same way that uh, Vito Minoni palmed it back in front of a Ty- fat Ty- Ty is currently uh, doing a mime. <laughs> He's got you know both hands. About. He's leaning over to his right. A good goalkeeper. A good goalkeeper palms it around the post or it puts it out of danger. Vito Minoni. Yeah, it's moving around all of that. But it you moves. It back, you, I know it. So moves. what does he do? Does he try and hold it? It's kind of his job. No, you just palm it into a less dangerous area. Yeah. That's what. That's what. Well, I agree with you. I thought it was an error. And letting Grant Holt is kind of... He's, he's 
twice the size of last season, and even then he was hefty. I know. But and the he thing scored about people against like, us again. The thing about people like Grant Holt, it's the same as Stephen Fletcher at Sunderland. They're the kind of players where the ball just happens to fall to. Well, they just happen to be in the right place, don't they? For an entire career. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't mind having him up front at the moment. That's how bad it can't, it's got. It's not, That's how bad it's, it's got. It's not that. I've had calls for Darren Ben. I mean, I know you, we, we did this last season with Shamak. You know, who would, you, who would you have up front? I would take Darren Ben. Thank you very much for the rest of the season because look at what we've got. Look at what we've got. The Fords is brought out of the French League. Please all go back to France. All of you. All four of you. Javinho, Park, Schmack and Giroud. Please, I will drive you personally. The ghost of Keith Dover has wafted into the room. I will get a Citroën Picasso off eBay and I will drive it into the sea, actually, with all four of you in it. I have to please go home to France and then can we go and shop somewhere where they have decent strikers? It looks like it's the Bundesliga at the moment. All their clubs are on fire. Who's coming? Who's in the Fiesta at the moment? <laughs> the fiesta's parked outside it's parked outside the treatment room waiting for Chamberlain and Wilshire to come out this is our hope Chamberlain and Wilshire two 20 year old boys that's what we're hoping is going to change our football club around Gibbs and Chesney Gibbs yeah, the argument is that yeah how many, how many, how many first teamers have we got out how many if, if perish the thought we ever have a full squad how many of them yesterday start well, we've gradually lost players bit by bit haven't we you know, I mean, the Derby game was not unexpected, but it was a shame. And Gibbs' game's not unexpected, but there it is. It's October and they're already there both There was injured. one point yesterday where Coquelin, uh beat someone in midfield, which is what Diaby always does. Coquelin's so limited. I like him, you know. He's a terrier and he makes tackles. He's got a bit of Flamini about him, but he's so limited as a footballer. He doesn't have a great... I mean, really, he's never going to be a surprising pass from him, does he? And so we, look, we look, end up with a sort of a more aggressive Daniels. He's in the size, he's French. We've only got him because he's French. Because there's a French bias in the club because we've got a French manager. Still, after 15 years, and a French kid will get promoted. Why don't we have Steve Sidwell there? We might as well have. He's no better. Well, that's the le- Cockland. <coughs> Sidwell's had years of, play- of experience playing in the Premier League. That well, so makes us experience. the level of KPR and West Ham. Well, we are at that level, mate. With that side, if Cathora's not pulling the strings and being a well-beater, and we haven't got Wilshire and Chamberlain in the team, we sink instantly to ninth place in the Premier League, which is where we are. Because we've got a handful of really outstanding players, and at the moment, because all is doing it on his own, he can't do it, and the other two are injured. Can you say any of this at the AGM, or has it all been like pre... Why has Cronker bought the club? That's what I want to say. What are you doing here? Why are you even here? You're not even a fan. Of course all the board love arson because he made them all multi-millionaires. Because when he turned up, the shares were worth about 14 pence and now they're worth £8,000. Well, the shares, I think, were worth 400 quid each when he turned up. So they've made them millions and they've all taken their millions and left. David Dean took 75 million and left. And they've taken hundreds of millions out of the club and what's gone. Happened, what's happened in the last couple of years? Because to be honest, I mean, we haven't... But why is he here, T? No, listen. No, you tell me. Explain to me. What, what is this thing about owning a franchise? He doesn't make any money out of it, does he? He's not taking money out of the club, so why does he want to own it? It's hard to it's it's hard even to answer because because he won't speak, so we don't know what's going on. If you be, if you look at the if you look at the model of the other American owners, then that's what they're here for. They come here. <clears throat> it's a good bet. It's a good investment for them, and they can kind of take as much money as they want from it. That's what's happening at that's what's happening at Villa. That's obviously what's happening at Man U. Uh, it's what it's what um, the first Liverpool's idiot Liverpool owners disaster, isn't it? the first idiot Liverpool owners kind of just got found out about it. Maybe because their fans were more vocal about it, which is okay. So here's the thing, right? Maybe we're looking. At, we want to look at the board and we want to blame the board, right? We want to blame we want to blame them because they built this stadium. They keep spending more and more money on it to try and sell more corporate events or whatever. 
and that money's I not been invested in the squad. But in the end, though, like in the end, the transfer policy has been a fiasco the last two or three seasons, and that has to be down to the manager. I mean, the players he's brought in from France, these strikers, are not good enough. So what are we going to say? How can you say to him, you have to look elsewhere? Look at what they did at Newcastle when they got Cissé and Demba Bart. Why don't we go, just go and tell me who's playing up front for Senegal or Nigeria or I don't care who it is. People with pace and power like we used to have. And not these lumpy, awkward blokes who've got no mobility, no speed, no strength, no tricks, no shooting ability. What's going on? This is awesome. And they're only coming in because they're playing in the French League. I don't mind us not winning. I don't. I. I. I, I didn't mind us win, not winning the league, right? For it's just something's happened in the last couple of years. I don't mind us not winning the league. I do want to enjoy going down there. I do want us to be competitive. And I wasn't one of the kind of people who just moaned. I did. I didn't. I. I didn't seem to mind when we kept coming third and fourth with Nasri and with Van Persie and with Fabregas. Because it was good. It was fun to watch. Because we was, were on a promise, mate. We were on a promise for a long time. We were on a promise, you know. And yeah, in 2008, without injuries to Van Persie and Eduardo, I still think we would have won the league. But you know what the solution was then? Buy an Elka. In January 2008, buy an Elka from Bolton. It was staring us in the face. At that moment, when you're you're top, when you're nearly there, and you're running away with it, and you've got the best midfield, at that moment, strengthen. Strengthen quick. You might not even need him, but do it in case you need him. Because if you get a couple of people out, you're going to slip away. Strengthen then. And we didn't do it. And we missed that title. And since then, we've not been in a position. Every one of those players have been replaced by people who aren't as good. So that's it. We're not on a promise anymore. She's gone off with something. We're not on a promise, mate. Because the whole, we're going to build a team with youth policy, blah, 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 over a number of years while the stadium's being built. Don't worry, I've got it all in hand. Look at this great kid I've got from Spain. He'll be the best midfield player you've ever seen in your life. He's going to be fantastic around him. I'm going to build this awesome side of wonder kids. Don't worry, I've got it all in hand. I can do this. I'm a genius, right? Oh, it turns out you can't because two billionaires have come up and wrecked the league, which is what happened. So as soon as Abramovich arrived, did you not think, oh, shit. Immediately, and you know we have a go at the invincible side because we say we they didn't do it in Europe. We know who did for them in Europe in two thousand four was Abramovich, because that was the first time when Chelsea really turned they, up they and still, they beat us at high. No, they still had they still had Ranieri then, and yeah, we got beaten they, by Wayne was Bridge. A, yeah, but it was Abramovich's money in that side. It was McAlealy was the best player on the pitch that night. McAlealy would never have been there, would he? It was a sixteen million pound signing with a massive contract. McAuley stopped that game from you also working have to, for us. You also have to say that if Abramovich hadn't turned up, that we might have had John Terry for the last eight years. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> eight years. But if we if if he hadn't been there, right, I don't think Chelsea would have been in the quarterfinal. But if had they been in the quarterfinal, they wouldn't have had McAuley or a couple of the other players, including Bridge, and we'd have knocked them out. And we then w- their semi-final would have been against Monaco, who we'd have beaten. And then would, then it would have been Wenger against Mourinho against Porto in the final. We probably would have lost. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> but if at least we'd have been in the final. If we're playing that game, then we wouldn't have had a left back. Who tripped over someone and um, uh, tripped over someone in the last minute at Birmingham, and we wouldn't have had a left back. Who just, <laughs> we wouldn't have had a left back yesterday who didn't step up. That's another thing as well. Whether anyone likes it or not, I, I met some. Uh, uh, was it you? Uh, you are Arsenal, I think. Uh, uh, on Twitter, actually, no, it's the Guna family. Sorry, my bad. Met him on the bus on the two seven seven bus last night. I had a nice little chat with them about it, and there was one of them who were kind of. Um, he brought up Ashley Cole, not me. But there's there's an example. What he wretched. <laughs> they are <laughs> Ashley Cole. But you know, uh, symptomatic of kind of he was the he was he was the first one to go. All right, um, ass bucket that he is. He was the first one to go because he wasn't getting his market value. And since then, he's kind of won things, and everyone else has gone with him. That's where we're sitting at today. 
Do you agree? Yeah, well, yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I do agree. But also, at that time, it was the beginning of the end of the transfer policy, and it was the time when French players, the bias towards French players started to weaken us. And, that, and that's because he could have got Gareth Bale, but he said we didn't go for Gareth Bale because we had Gail Clichy. Really, I'm serious about this. <laughs> no one in the world could look at those two players and say, oh, if I buy him, he's a better player than that. I, what, I, I kill Clichy if I buy Bale. We'll do, we'll do it. I'll do, a I'll Barcelona it. shopping in the French League? Not anymore. They used to have a couple of French players. They had that guy, Julie. Do you remember him? And they had one or two other French players. The guy who scored the disallowed goal in the Champions League final. They used to have oh, one or two French players. Julie. Real Madrid used to have one or two French players. They don't shop in the French League anymore. No one is shopping in that league anymore, Arsene. That league is in a mess. And it's going to be screwed over even more by a PSG. So, stop going it's not there the, for strikers, it's please. Not, it's not the French League that's stopping our best players leaving, though, is it? You know? yeah. Well, that's, they, they can see the writing on the wall. The they wall. stop believing. You cannot pull the, the wool over their eyes anymore. But you do know that we had Van Persie under contract for one more year. And I don't... All right, people say, well, he didn't want to play with us. I mean, I would be one of those people, right? But I'm, saying, I'm looking at him and I'm saying, you are not going to Manchester United I think on my watch. Whatever... I think that's right. if you walk the out the door in a year's season, time, there's nothing I can do about it. But I cannot allow... I cannot sell you to Manchester United because I may as well retire from management. It's so suicidal. But if he's out there with, with Cthulhu and Podolsky and Jack Wilshire and Walcott and Chase, then you're on to something, right? But you take them away, the backup players ain't good enough, are they? The, the reserve left backs, pony. The midfielders are limited. I think for me personally, for me personally, what kind of uh, weakens my kind of Arsene Wenger defence this year is the fact that he, he let him go to Man United. And I'd, yeah, I agree with you. If he wants, to, you you got to say, what would Ferguson do? Ferguson would tell you to stick it. He really would. If Ferguson would, you're not going to, you know, ruin it. You're not going to Man City, right? You're not going. I don't care. Or uh, ain't say you can go to Real Madrid, brilliant club. You're not going to Liverpool because I've got to go and stand there in front of my supporters at some point and explain that, right? So therefore, it's very hard. It gets harder to kind of defend him, you know, especially when you hear Arsene kind of talk about Van Persie in such glowing terms afterwards. He seemed, you know, he sounds like a really, really disappointed father who's kind of been let down. Meanwhile, we're still in profit, is what I don't understand. We're I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I, no, it. I, pre- I appreciate that, but you let him go to Man United, right? Even if we don't sell Van Persie, and since then, we break even on transfers over the last decade, and in the you last two games, and the last two games, we've had one chance. Well, I don't know what the, I don't know what we're going to do. I really hope that Jack don't leave, and I hope that the Ox don't leave, and I hope they come into the side. And they give us a lift soon because we need it. We need it badly. On another note, on another note, because uh, you're going to the AGM in a minute, I thought we could play some. Can you play some AGM bingo uh, right. for some buzzwords? Basically, we've got to hear um, sharing fans' frustrations. Can you ever just tick, that, right. tick okay. that one off? All right. Fans' frustrations, right? Best man. I'll, I'll write them down for you afterwards. Best man to lead us forward. All right. All right. Confident of the direction his club is going. All right. Yeah. Self-sustaining model. Self-sustaining model. <laughs> yep. Financial fair play, obviously. Um, and values this club's values yeah okay so yeah. if um, when you get that much can you jump up before Maria Lunatic does <laughs> fourth place no cups fourth place no cups can we get fourth at what point at what point do you think fourth is gone let's go for the cups at one po- the, the, the you point know, the Liverpool option the Kenny Leglish moment where you think I cannot get this team to play very well and get fourth I've spent Millions of pounds on pony and trap. Capital One. We're going to have to go for the cup. Capital One cup. And then try and brazen that out. I want a cup. I want to go to. I want to. I want a well, trophy. You certainly do. If we're not going to come fourth. I want an effort. Our I want a day whole out of Wembley. reason for being is to come fourth for the last seven years, and that is what we're supposed to cheer as we get knocked out in the fifth round of both cups by teams who aren't as good as us. 
Where would we be if we were at Highbury? We'd be, at Liv- we'd be Liverpool. I don't, say, I don't think that's true, though. I mean, I listen, there, it didn't have to be such an expensive stadium. It could have been a different and better design. And it, 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 I hope it pays off. It does generate a lot of income on match days, but the income is in serious decline, you know. A lot of those boxes are empty. They're laying chefs off, you know. This place is not full. <coughs> well, it's funny you should mention that. was a massive me. fire drill last night, and that wasn't a fire drill because we were losing at home. That was something. That was a culmination of frustration and disappointment going back to probably the last two seasons, three seasons. Me and Silent Chris are wondering, you say about laying chefs off. Why, can, you, can you ask about the food? I know, it's, you know, you might not think it's important, but the food at the ground's rubbish. Yeah, not in the boxes, I ain't. It is superb. <laughs> <laughs> We went up there. We went up there once, didn't we? It's, for not, a, it's not for the likes of us. For mate. the Emirates Cup, we went up there, didn't we? For the box, for the boxes, we yeah. went to. The, we went. We had a box for keeps. We 50th. had a key for box for keeps. Oh my I found, god! I found a picture. I've never eaten so many fish cakes in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly didn't get out of the set now. I was putting them in pockets. I said, "Can we get more of these?" <laughs> hey, remember, it's empty in the. It's like empty in the mini bar. It was pathetic. I found. We went out chinking the bottles down the steps, pissed. Do you see the video that I put up the other day of Keith that I found? I can't remember where it was. It was Keith singing. Apparently, one Christmas we were all supposed to come with a song prepared. I can't Keith believe was... you put that up on there. He loves it. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what you put? I saw, yeah, someone tweeted me about that. And, I, and he's gone, oh, yeah, it, that's what it's about getting pissed. And so, he wasn't pissed. He was stone cold sober. <laughs> We'd only just sat down. It was about six o'clock in the evening. We had our, We had our first drink on a table, and Mrs. Silent Chris tried to make everyone sing a song like she was in a, in the, in a family house for Christmas. <laughs> And we, were, I'm like, don't make him sing a song. Don't make him get up. He'll do it, you know. Don't make the mental one stand on a chair and sing. And then he, he come on. What about everyone else? And we went, no, mate. We're stone cold sober. We're in a busy pub where we come every week. <laughs> so he's up singing, hit the road, Jack. Hit the road, Jack. Score some goals, Jack. Um, there's a protest at the moment. Oh no, is there? Uh, around the roundabout by the ground. Oh. You're gonna go and if, if we're quick, what, you might be able for to... the AGM. Yeah. Oh man, I'll go and have a look at it in a minute. It's pretty ugly, isn't it? I love Arsenal. Right? I love going down there. I don't like the new ground. I don't like how much it costs to get in. It's too expensive. They could have built a North Bank and charged ten quid in and got all the kids in, teenagers from the area, got a proper passionate Arsenal support, local support, and it was all about squeezing every last penny out of every supporter and that's what football is all about now it's the same at Man United they put the prices up they priced out the people from the Salford area who haven't got a lot of money a lot of them stopped coming and they replaced those with tourist fans they're the ones they want because the tourist fan from Oslo comes over buys a couple of match tickets doesn't mind paying 80 or 100 pounds for them maybe he's even got them off a website then he goes in the Manchester United mega store and buys two shirts and a, and a drinking thing for his little girl and a football and something else made of plastic that's worth nothing. And he spent 200 quid in there. And he goes back to Oslo. Cha-ching! But your bloke from Salford who comes and sits in a stretch for them moaning doesn't even buy a programme, right? Well, that's the same at Arsenal. They don't want Keith in there, mate. They don't want Keith in there. Keith said to me last night, it's a grand a year. It's a lot of money. And I don't even really like going down there anymore. So I would like it. He goes to me. If all the games are on the in the pub on a big screen, we could all just meet in here and have a drink and watch them. It's a powerful argument, right? Keith don't buy a program. I don't think he's ever been in the armory, right? <laughs> if he leaves, they go woo one down quick. Get another Japanese one in. Who's going to spend four hundred and fifty quid at a home game? It's we got- won't miss. We don't. We won't miss a game um, between now and I think I looked at this the other day. We won't miss a game between now and February. Home games, obviously, that we go to them. 
every single ever match is on telly. Not even kind of. You know, Why don't we change it around? Let's stop going down the Emirates. Let's just go and watch away games in pubs. In the, in, that, in in my one in Stokey. Let's just go meet up in there. For just go watch away games in pubs. Right. Save, save a fortune. Why don't we do it for home games? <laughs> Sell our tickets outside the ground to Arsenal tickets, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, get down to Yucatan. I can't go. To QPR anyway. Tickets available in Blackburn tonight, uh, Carlisle, and Newcastle. And uh, I am <clears> uh, performing in Newcastle City. It was massive. It's actually enormous. It's like the size of St James's Park, Newcastle City. Hall. Uh, that's where I'll be sad is I'm missing a QPR game which is when the resurgence will begin to when the bounce happens? back happens Giroud up front Javinho wide please yeah. Arson, keep your mouth shut when it comes to the referees so you are not banished from the touchline ever again like some stupid naughty little boy grow up keep your mouth shut Ferguson does not get banned from the touchline alright Mourinho didn't even get banned for the touchline and he assaulted the Barcelona coach so I don't understand how Arson managed to get a free game banned Steve Bold sat didn't know what to do all night. No one came into the technical pre-arranged, area. pre-arranged substitutions. And actually, there was a uh, the, there was a couple of ironic cheers a lot last night when Colin Lewin is it Gar- Colin Lewin's the one that we still got, isn't it? One of the the physio, the physio, yeah, yeah, the, the, Lew- the Lewin boy, yeah, the, <laughs> that boy Lewin when he came out of the dugout. Uh, block one cheered. Ironic cheering. Ironic cheering. Um, it wasn't nice when Javinho got that. Well, that might you know he got a bit of cheering, but I mean. People are frustrated, when went, you know? I, I should explain that. When Javinho came off, oh, you could probably hear it from the TV, when Javinho came off, there was just like massive cheers. Which he's is a, never nice. He's a, he'd had a stinker, hadn't he? And he's not a centre-forward. And it's a joke to say that he is. He's not a long-term answer up It's there. one thing moaning to your mate next to you, but it's another thing kind of jeering well, someone off. We've got three centre-forwards at the club. I'm saying right? it, I'm And say- he won't pick any of them. He brought them to the club. Giroud, Shimak and Park. He brought them to the club. And then they will not pick any of them. So what is going on there? What is the point of this transfer policy? You get someone in. You have a look at him for a few weeks and think, actually, crap. And then you just do what? Pay him 60 grand a week to do nothing? I don't know if we've Go and have a look at him yourself, Arsene. I don't know if we've had the, fir- the, the same front three for any game this season. Did Arsene, do you think he went to Bordeaux and had a look at Shemak himself? Who's the... Who's the- the, the scouts out there. Gilgamondi. It's ridiculous. It's towards the French Gilgamondi. It's embarrassing. And he loves Gilgamondi when he played for us. And Chelsea got Romelu Lukaku and they don't even use him. He's at West Brom. He's at who West Brom. Look, who looked decent. Yeah. West Brom looked decent. It's awful. Shane Long over Javinho. Oh, Go. No. <laughs> Kevin Doyle over Javinho. I just Javinho. want Hunter That's all I've ever asked for. But you've never wanted Huntelaar before. Yes, I it? did. I've always liked Huntelaar. He's been around for years. Every single season, 25 goals. Bang. Oh, he looks tasty. He had one off year at uh, Madrid, didn't he? Don't, why can't we get him? Has he at Schalke? He doesn't buy car. He, he won't buy someone else's car stuff, so will he? He'd buy him even French. No, he won't buy... If they've left the... <laughs> in a heartbeat. You know the only French striker he refused to buy? Trezeguet. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Who's the one at... Um, uh, Benzema. Take him. Yeah, well, it's a decent number nine. Get him. By the time he decided to go and look for him, he'd gone for 35 mil to Real, hadn't he? How, how, how long have we been circling Eden Hazard? <laughs> I don't know. You can't get these people. Ericsson will be the next. The kid at Ajax, he'll be the next one. Can we can we laugh at City? He scored a great goal yesterday. City, yeah, that is funny. Well, yeah, we should close on the, our thoughts for Gail Cliché. <laughs> just doesn't know where to stand. He's a liability in his own penalty area and he always has been. I guess what I'm trying to say, I mean, nobody knows anything when, you know, at the bottom of the richest club 
in the world at the bottom of their Champions League group. I'll repeat that. The richest club in the world at the bottom of their Champions yeah, League Yeah, well, group. what's happening to you is the Champions League is going on every year and everyone who's in it is getting used to it. And, there, and there's no doubt that it's harder to win your group games than it used to be. We had a struggle in Montpellier. We had a struggle at home to Olympiacos. We've been battered by Schalke. And what on paper five years ago would have been a walkover, suddenly it isn't. And the Premier League was very, very dominant. You know, the Premier League had finalists in 05, 06, 07, 2 in 08, 09, 11. We still 12. got more chance of winning the Champions Every league, league than we have of winning the league, basically. We'll come second in our group. I.e., none. We'll <laughs> come second in our group, we'll get Malaga. Malaga will batter us, my friend. <laughs> Malaga will take us apart. Yeah, can we not get a couple more players out of the Spanish league? That's the league where all the talent is now. And maybe it was the French league in the 90s. It ain't anymore. So somebody from Bilbao, somebody from Atletico Madrid, please. For you, Ligue 1, we say no. Yeah, or Edison Cavalli. Don't want much. I'll take Shane Long right now. <laughs> That's all we got. Right, I'm going to go up the roundabout. I'll see you later. See you later.